Welcome to Half of Wisdom, a podcast of prudent questions with your hosts, Jess and Chris. I'm Jess. And I'm Chris. Francis Bacon said that a prudent question is half of wisdom. Each episode, we bring you a question our kids asked us about something they've learned, and we help them find the answers they're looking for. This time on Half of Wisdom, we're talking about Benjamin Franklin and his role in discovering electricity. Benjamin Franklin. By even saying that name, you're already conjuring up a picture. Long gray hair, round glasses, balding on top, shoes with buckles, maybe a tri-cornered hat. Maybe you think about him as a founding father, author of Poor Richard's Almanac, unofficial colonial ambassador in England and France, editor of the Declaration of Independence, And maybe you remember him as the man who discovered electricity, no doubt thinking of the famous key-on-a-kite-string experiment. But we'll get to that. Benjamin Franklin was born in Boston on January 17, 1706. His father had seven children with his first wife, who died before Ben was born, and another ten children with his second wife. Ben was the eighth of those ten and the youngest boy. His father, Josiah, wanted him to be a preacher— but couldn't afford the schooling. At age 10, Ben worked in his father's soap and candle shop, but didn't like the smell of lye and boiling fat and found the work boring. He tried being a cutler as well. That's a person who makes and sharpens knives, but the work didn't suit him. So at age 12, Ben became an apprentice to one of his older brothers, James, who was a printer. Even though Ben's formal schooling was at an end, He had a thirst for knowledge, and he read books voraciously. Ben and his older brother did not get along well. Wanting more freedom, Ben eventually ran away from Boston, arriving in Philadelphia on September 30, 1723. Although Ben arrived in Philadelphia knowing no one, and with about one dollar to his name, he soon met Samuel Keimer, a man opening a print shop who hired Ben as his pressman. Ultimately, Ben opened his own print shop and became the editor of his own newspaper in his 20s. Most of the stories of Benjamin Franklin omit his early life, though, and head to the parts most of us are familiar with, and we're going to do much the same here. Amy is eight years old. For school this year, she read Ben and Me, The Astonishing Life of Benjamin Franklin by his good mouse, Amos, written by Robert Lawson in 1939. Hi, Amy. Hi. Did you know much about Benjamin Franklin before you read the book Ben and Me? No, I did not. What did you learn from the book? His date of birth was January 17th, 1706. He lived in Boston. He usually wore darker colors, and he had silver hair. He discovered many things about electricity, invented bifocals, He also invented hand fins for swimming. He was a diplomat to France. He was smart and funny. He liked his family and friends. He died on April 17, 1799. Amy, did you learn about Benjamin Franklin's inventions? Yes, I learned very much about the Franklin stove. I even wrote an essay. Would you like to hear it? I sure would. Go ahead. Ben used help to invent it, but if he didn't do most of the work, why would it? We call it the Franklin Stove. It is because he did do most of the work. 
Ben did not want to give off a lot of smoke, so on the Franklin stove he used a pipe to get rid of the smoke. Ben wanted the stove to give off lots of heat and no smoke at all, because smoke is bad for your lungs and can hurt you. But warmth is good, so you don't get sick. When Ben was finished, he and lots of other people were very happy about the stove, because now they would have warmth. Ben made the stove for his joy and everyone else's. In the year 1742, Benjamin Franklin invented the Franklin stove. Amy, I've heard that Ben had a lot of maxims. What are those? Maxims are like sayings. This is one saying. Ben said, "Waste not, want not." This is what I think it means. If you don't waste anything, you'll always have enough. Amy, you mentioned that Ben did a lot of experiments with electricity. Do you remember any of them? Yes, Ben did an experiment with a kite and a key. The kite got struck by lightning, and Ben got zapped. That's how Ben knew lightning is electricity. I learned a lot about Benjamin Franklin from the book Ben and Me, but I wondered, did Benjamin Franklin really discover electricity? I'm glad you asked that, Amy. The short answer is no. Other people were working with electricity before Ben Franklin got involved, but his experiments advanced our early knowledge of electricity quite a bit. Ben saw one of Archibald Spencer's electrical demonstrations in Boston in 1743. These demonstrations involved static electricity, and they amazed Franklin so much that he agreed to act as Spencer's agent when he came to Philadelphia to put on similar demonstrations. Ben began his own experiments with static electricity in 1746 using a glass tube he received from a friend in London. By this time, Peter van Muschenbroek. A Dutch scientist had invented the Leyden jar, a tool for storing static electricity. Both Franklin and Spencer used Leyden jars in their work. Noting that static electricity could move from one person to another, Ben posited that one person was positively electrically charged and the other negatively. This was the first use of the terms positive and negative to describe electrical charges, a convention still followed today. Franklin had effectively discovered the law of conservation of charge. In fact, he was the first to discover this important law. In 1748, Ben constructed what he called a battery. It wasn't a true battery, which is an electrochemical device that uses chemical reactions to generate electric current. The world would have to wait until 1800 for Alessandro Volta to develop actual batteries. Instead, Franklin's device was what we would call a capacitor. Specifically, it was a multi-plate capacitor made by suspending lead plates from silk cords between panes of glass. This could be used to store static electricity for later use, similar to the Leyden jar. We can see from Archibald Spencer's demonstrations that electricity in the 18th century wasn't thought of as much more than a party trick. Spencer gave mild electric shocks to volunteers from his audience, created loud noises with sparks, and moved small metal and paper pieces around with statically charged rods. Not entirely satisfied with these simple demonstrations, Franklin looked for more practical uses for electricity. In the summer of 1749, Franklin killed a turkey by electrocuting it, 
then roasted the bird over a fire he lit using electricity, using a spit turned by electricity. At this dinner, Ben made his guests drink their wine from cups that were charged with static electricity, giving them mild shocks whenever they raised their glasses to their lips. He repeated the turkey-killing experiment several times, once almost killing himself by accidentally allowing electricity to pass through his arms and chest, leaving his arms numb and his chest sore for days. On the plus side, he commented that killing and cooking turkeys with electricity made the meat unusually tender. Ben also believed that electricity and lightning were the same thing, and he was determined to prove it. In 1752, he performed his famous key-on-a-kite-string experiment, extracting electrical charge from the clouds, transferring it down the string, and storing it in the metal key. In fact, he was able to store part of the charge from the key in a water-filled Leiden jar, and discovered it was similar to the electricity in his other experiments. In contrast to the standard picture of Franklin flying a kite outside in a thunderstorm and waiting to be struck by lightning, he was careful to stand under a roof, to keep dry, and to stand on an insulator so he wouldn't act as a path to ground from the string or the key. Ben wanted to put his discovery that lightning and electricity were the same thing to practical use, and he invented the lightning rod, a way to keep buildings from being damaged by fire from lightning. Following experiments on Franklin's own house, both the Pennsylvania State House and the Academy of Philadelphia installed lightning rods in 1752. In the 1750s, in recognition of his work with electricity, Franklin was elected a fellow of the Royal Society, one of the few Americans of his day to receive this honor. He received honorary degrees from both Harvard and Yale, quite an achievement for someone with only two years of formal schooling. In addition to his well-known accomplishments as an author, diplomat, and statesman, Benjamin Franklin has an honor shared by less than 50 other scientists. He has a unit named after him. In the CGS system of units, the unit of electric charge is called the Franklin. So, no, Benjamin Franklin didn't discover electricity. Other people did important work before he did, and he was inspired by and built upon that work but his experiments advanced our early knowledge of electricity quite a bit, and he invented several practical applications of the new science, work for which we still remember him over 250 years later. That's it for Half of Wisdom this time. We'd like to thank Shane Ivers at SilvermanSound.com for letting us use his song Driftmaster in our intro and outro. Check back soon for another prudent question and answer. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, or if you'd like to let us know your thoughts on Benjamin Franklin and electricity, send us an email at halfofwisdom at gmail.com, or follow us on Twitter at PrudentQPodcast. Podcast.